Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden this time. And I've got somebody coming on that has been a friend of mine on social media for a while, and he's starting something that's pretty cool, and I just want to share it with you, our Back to Jerusalem audience. His name is Matthew Gonzalez. Matthew, are you there, brother? I'm here. I'm here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being on the on the B2J podcast. I was just, I was just sharing with Matthew just before we went live. Um, he was super patient before he came and joined us on this podcast. I've kind of left him hanging for about an hour. I'm an hour late on this podcast. And anybody who knows me knows that I hate being late and tardy, but I had somebody that came on that, uh, he had made a comment on one of our articles on our website. Um, about Christianity being cruel and Islam being loving and kind and full of rainbows and cotton candy. And so I wanted to get him on our podcast and have a conversation, not an argument, not, you know, a a, a confrontation, but a conversation. Um, And I have to tell you, I kind of felt like he was pretty close to accepting Christ. So I thank you for your patience, Matthew. It's good to have you on the Back to Jerusalem podcast. Well, you know, like I said before, uh, Eugene, it's it's a pleasure. I was taken aback by your offer to to come on here with you, and I'm humbled and privileged, and and that's that's amazing to hear about this this gentleman here. So I'm glad that he's open. It sounds like God is drawing him. Yeah, you know, uh, we put up an article that's just been getting a lot of traction. It's been crazy. Um, our website has had like I want to say over two hundred thousand hits in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with this website or this, I'm sorry, this uh, article that we put up about a week ago, maybe a little bit of, uh, more than a week ago. Um, there is a, there is a construction of a massive facility being built right now, as you and I are doing this podcast in Abu Dhabi, which is in the middle East in the country of the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. And in Abu Dhabi, they're building this, this facility, which is the one world religion headquarters. Where you have Islam, or you have a a mosque, you have a church, and then you have a a Jewish synagogue all together in one. So it's this massive project. The vice president of the European Union traveled there a couple days ago. And we did this article on there because I was talking about how the Pope, because the Pope is behind this, and he's working together with one of the main people from Abu Dhabi to do this project. And... Um, the reason I wrote an article about it is one, it's, it takes place back to Jerusalem in the area between China and Jerusalem. So it's kind of right in our target area. Um, the other thing is, is that I just find it odd that you want to talk about bringing the faiths together and you want to talk about freedom and acceptance and open dialogue. And yet you're building this one world religion in Abu Dhabi and in the UAE, it is punishable by death for converting to Christianity. They don't enforce it, but it's right. it's there in the law. They they abide by the Sharia law, 
You also can't put a cross on the outside of the building according to the law of the UAE. So, I mean, there's a lot of challenges that you have there because you don't have open dialogue. It's a, it's a one-side open dialogue. Like Christians are open. They're, they're open to talk about it. They're open to be honest and, and listen to the other side. But, the, but listening to it, for Muslims to listen to Christians and allow Christians to have freedom in their country, it's a joke. It's not happening at all. So anyway, it was great to, to right. have this guy on because he responded to that article saying that, you know, uh, Christians are cruel because they believe that God needs the blood of his own son in order to forgive sins. Islam is peaceful, loving, and uh, Christians also change the Bible all the time. Muslims stick with their Quran. It never it has never needed to be changed. Um, he said that, you know, in America, it wasn't fair because his parents forced him to go to church as a child. Um, I had a fun time with that one because I said, do you know how many Muslim nations there are in the world? He's like, no. And I said, there's 50. Do you know how many of those nations require you at school to memorize the Quran and take a class only on the Quran from kindergarten until graduation of high school? No, all 50. So you want to talk about your parents wow. took you to a church? Yeah. There you have to memorize the Quran, whether you're a Christian or, I'm sorry, whether you're Muslim or not. So you want to talk about being forced. Right. You know, cry me a river when you're looking at what the Muslims do on a regular basis. So anyway, um, I'm, I, I thought that was a really great conversation to have. I was super happy um, that he was willing to come on and, and discuss it. And now I'm I'm really happy to kind of come on and talk with you about a project that you've been working on. Um, I know this is our audience's first time hearing from you. Could you just take like a, a couple minutes and introduce yourself and let us know, you know, your background and who you are? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, as a bit of a segue, just uh, to kind of comment what you just talked about as well, about Islam and, and that whole uh, bag of rocks, so to speak. Um, you know, I've, I've seen so many and I've heard of so many testimonies, just miraculous stuff that God is doing in that community of people and that that within the, that community in the Middle East. And obviously you're well aware of all those things and just the miraculous things God is doing there and bringing so many people to him is just is just amazing. And and, and those stories, I, I think we're all hungry to hear those stories of 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 people being transformed, of of the, the reality that goes beyond what we see every day. And I think that God uses film to do that. And so that's a bit of a segue there. Um, and, and that's where God has called me and, and who I am. I'm, my name is Matthew Gonzalez and <clears throat> I've been called to make films since I would say back in 2010, I started as an actor back then. And God, shortly after some time, you know, God, really put it on my heart to make my own films and tell my own stories. He started giving me these ideas and different things. But I never really acted on it. Uh, at the time I was in the Air Force, so it was kind of hard to, to try and manage that and try and dive in, you know, headlong into that when I was full-time in the Air Force. But then, you know, I had an opportunity to go to school and I thought, hey, why not jump in after the Air Force? And I went to film school in Virginia at uh, Regent University, which is a Christian school. And Shortly after graduation, God opened the door to work at uh, CBN, which is the Christian Broadcasting Network. And I've been there for ever since. That's so been about five years I, I was there. And ever since the pandemic happened, I had an opportunity to have a, a remote 
job, which then allowed me more flexibility. And I took that opportunity, uh, you know, took that open door to to say, hey, you know what, maybe this is time to, to start doing my own thing and, and start diving into those stories that God wanted me to tell. So that's where I'm at now. You know, I, I, again, I was, I was very privileged to, to, and honored to have you invite me on the show. Um, usually, you know, people on podcasts have done a lot already. And I got to say, I'm just starting. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very happy to share my excitement for the future and a little bit of what I've done so far. But um, yeah, the YouTube channel is something, that's the avenue I want to take to start making films. Um, th- there's actually some directors out there that have, have uh, started on YouTube. More and more, it's happening more and more. And, and they're making these big films and, 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 you know, that's where they started. So I feel like God has opened that door as well and, and YouTube is a great platform to put content out there and reach the world. And it's, it's a search engine just like Google, right? So it's um, a lot of people on there. So a lot of opportunity. Yeah, they, they really are. Um, so far, what I know that you've done a few uh, things that you've put up on your YouTube channel. What, what have you been working on so far? Like what, what have been the things that God has laid on your heart? Because you're right. There are a lot of testimonies out there. There's a lot of stories out there. Um, and, um, and video is such a great way to tell those stories. It's, and YouTube is great for, uh, there's, there's a massive, I mean, if we look at the, if we look at the genre, the data, um, it, it, it really is male drip. There's more males on YouTube than like anything else. There's a lot of males that spend a lot of time on YouTube. And I think one of the main reasons is because it's a lot of the content is pretty short. Like it's not super long. I mean, you can find longer things. I will spend some time, you know, just if I'm brain dead at the airport waiting for a flight, uh, I will go surfing through YouTube and YouTube's got a couple of things that I like to watch. Um, and, um, and I'll, you know, there's, they're kind of, there's a Navy SEAL that I love to watch. His name's Don Shipley. He calls out fake Navy SEALs. I have such a good time watching those at the airport, laughing, you know, snickering to myself, like in a corner of the airport waiting for my flight. And, uh, and, and so he, he puts these little montages together, you know, just does his own little thing. And, uh, some of them are about 10 minutes long. Some of them are a little longer or whatever, but none of them are like two hour, three hour long, you know, drama series. Um, what, what are you working on? What stories are you telling? What, like, what, what do you, what is kind of your vision? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and to be honest with you, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still trying to figure out my voice on YouTube because YouTube is a strange kind of thing to, to get into. You have to really focus in on, on a niche, so to speak, or um, or maybe your personality is your niche for some people that works. But for me, being new to it, I'm, I am trying to narrow things down. Um, and I, what, I've, what I've done so far is I've narrowed it down to, to an A content. So that's like the, the main polished kind of content I want to make. And that's going to be like short films, um, short skits, uh, you know, different things like, you know, actually getting into narrative filmmaking in the short form, you know, at least to start with. And then the B content is more vloggy or even behind the scenes. Um, and even I just started a series, a movie review series, a short film review series. I just started doing, um, as well. And, and that's, and the next one I'm going to be making is uh, a video essay on, horror films and why people are so drawn to that, which is going to lead into uh, more from a Christian perspective, you know, that one will be. So um, I have a lot of ideas, different ideas. It's kind of a variety, but uh, one of the main things I'm working on right now also is, is uh, a, a spoken word series. 
Um, I do want to practice more of, of what's called experimental filmmaking um, and, and to be a little more emotional with the visuals and, and to give, um, because it, filmmaking is, is a, a very visual language and it's also a very emotional language. Um, and so to really practice that and to, to show uh, visually a lot of poetry that I've, that I've uh, written over the years. And so that's what I've been focusing on recently. But eventually, I'm most excited. I think that's very important for that, too. Um, and, and as I'm doing this, of course, I'm sure I'm going to find my voice more and more. And, and along the way, uh, the most helpful thing, I think, for people, at least for, for some people, will be to share kind of my behind-the-scenes practical advice kind of take on because uh, for me i know that's always helped me just to see how people make things and and how people uh create visuals you know along the way behind the scenes so that'll also be part of it as well okay you got me interested in one of the aspects that you were talking about um what are you yeah. what 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 are what are your thoughts uh, kind of unpack a little bit what you're talking about when you're when you were saying looking at horror films from a Christian perspective. What is I mean? We're doing this. <laughs> this this will be posted in November, unfortunately, but we're doing this on the eve of Halloween. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> so you're talking yeah. about horror <laughs> movies. Is. I think it's quite appropriate. So what does that look like? Because I'm I'm traumatized yeah, by so, horror movies. Uh, it's going to be a video. I, I, I do not watch horror I'm movies. Sorry, say that again. I said I'm traumatized by horror okay. movies. I don't watch any horror movies. My, I didn't grow up in a Christian family, right? And so if you, I don't right. know what, how old you are, or whatever. But in the '80s, um, my family used to make me sit and watch, like forced me to watch. Uh, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, like Summer Camp, like these really gruesome, evil movies. And uh, it was so funny, too, because right. I had a stepdad. My, my, my real dad died when I was when I was younger. And so my one of my one of the stepdads that my mom was married to, he used to make me watch like we, we would sit and we have these movies. And when the murder scene was coming, because the eighties, they were masters at creating the setting, right. For horror films. And so it was always like, yeah, a lot of like, the classics are there. Yeah. Yes. And so you had like a woman taking a shower and the audience knows that Jason is the, the guy from Friday the 13th. If you've never seen it, um, it, he's, he's the killer and he's lurking around and you know that he's about ready to kill her and she hears something and she turns off the faucet and she's like, hello, is anybody out there? You know, and everybody, and so you know that it's coming. I know, right? Like, why do you, do you do that in real life? <laughs> yes. And so I would close my eyes. Yeah, exactly. I would close my eyes and my stepdad would be like, no, you're going to watch. You're going to watch. But, and as a, and as a young boy, I have to be honest with you, the parts that I wanted to see was when the woman was taking a shower. And then I was told, no, you have to close your eyes for that. I'm like, that's the part I want to see. So the part I want to see, I have to close my eyes. And then the part that I don't want to see, they're like, no, you right. have to watch it. So I, I can't, I come from a weird family. All right. I, I understand that, but I'm fascinated on the eve of Halloween. What exactly can you, can you give us a, a glimpse, like a, a sneak peek into what your vlog or, or your, what you are thinking about as it pertains to horror films from a Christian perspective? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to share. So this is going to be the next video on the channel, and it's uh, it's a video essay technique, I guess you could call it. Um, a bit of a review a little bit, because I am going to focus in on a particular film to draw this illustration. And what that illustration is, the thesis of this video essay, is basically that people, and you use the word fascinated, it's interesting, so I actually have that as a word here in my script. People are actually fascinated with horror stories, just as you just said with your family as an example right um you know they're fascinated with horror stories um and and just as a quick example of that is you see paranormal activity if you remember that film from yeah several years ago now um and now they're actually coming out with a newer sequel uh this next year paranormal activity is an interesting film financially or marketing wise because they only it only cost them fifteen thousand dollars to make that movie and they ended up making about 19, I think it's 19.6 million their yeah. first weekend, their opening wow. weekend. So you, you could see how many people went to see that movie across the world. Now, why are people fascinated with that? People are fascinated with horror stories. And th this is my thesis here. This is my take on it, especially ones that are based on true accounts. And you see that with paranormal activity. Paranormal activity is a fiction film, right? It's not real but they made it to feel like it's real, just like the Blair Witch Project is another one. And people are fascinated with this. It's just so much more of a thrill because it seems like a true account. Now, when you have these films, even now with this whole like multi-universe with the Conjuring films and, and they have you know other, others now branching out like The Nun and all these different films, and these films specifically, part of their marketing is that it's based on true account. These, these events actually happen, like Amityville and the newest one with the guy that murdered his family or murdered somebody, and, and he was saying that he was demon-possessed, right? And so these are true accounts. So I think people are fascinated by horror stories, especially ones that are based on true accounts, because it suggests a real evil that goes beyond what we see, right? And the Bible talks about you know, what is, what is seen is, is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I think that it's in us. I think it's in our DNA. I think God created us to hunger for that which is in the unseen realm, that which goes beyond what we see. So I think that um, most audiences, they'll not fundamentally buy into the reality, but they're skeptical, right? But when they watch a film, it's more, it, it goes deeper than the intellect. It kind of, when you watch a good story, you're following along, it kind of gets thrilling because it's, it's hitting, it's tugging on those heartstrings. And so when th these kind of stories are released, it forces the audience to question their fundamental beliefs. And they start to really question, wait a minute, is evil real? Is, is, is demonic presence real? Is the unseen realm real? And I think that's one of the scariest things for people is when they actually start to question their fundamental beliefs. And I think God is all over that because for me, you know, I was about 10 or 11 years old and I, I, when I first watched The Exorcist, right? Which is not something a 10 or 11 year old kid should be allowed to do. But I actually watched that film and, and to me it wasn't really scary. It was more fascinating. And later on as I began, you know, like that opened the curiosity for me to really dig in the Bible and to really dig into, well, wait a minute, 
this is, I'm questioning my fundamental beliefs. Well, I was raised Catholic, so I guess my fundamental beliefs at that time were more so that there is a God. I never really questioned that per se, but I didn't really think about him very much. But then when I would hear horror stories or, you know, uh, uh, stories over the campfire or whatever, you know, things to kind of try and scare you and give you that thrill or whatever, um, I was not really as scared as much as I was fascinated by, wait a minute, if this is real, then eventually I started questioning, this means God is real. This, this means this opens the door to a whole new philosophy. And eventually I found that, that it was true, that there is a reality that is beyond what is in the seeing realm and, and that what is, which is unseen is, is actually eternal. And that gave me victory. That gave me victory over death, you know, eventually. That gave me victory. That gave me hope. You know, that there is something even more powerful than these horror films, right? Um, and to taking on this next video, um, there's a little bit more to that and a little more filmic type of stuff as well because it kind of is a, more of leans towards a filmmaking channel. But... Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the the thesis and the and the essence of what I'm going to say there on that. Okay, awesome. I you're coming in a little bit broken up. I think it might be the reception. I'm not sure, but we can still hear you pretty clearly. One of the things that you said that that kind of got my attention is that you watched the Poltergeist when you were about 10 years old. That's a I I, I was a little bit younger when I first saw the Poltergeist. And, um, so my, my parents had HBO. I still remember it very clearly. They had HBO. Uh, I think it, we got, we might even had it free for like a short period of time to get us to buy it on cable or something like that. And I think I, so I was either sick or I had chicken pox, one of the two. So I was either sick, like regular sick, or I had chicken pox. I think I might have a chicken pox. So I had to stay home from school, and my parents both had to go out to work one day, and they were gone until late, and my sis they picked my sisters up from school. I have three younger sisters, and they were gone and didn't come back until the evening, and that afternoon, I watched the Poltergeist for the first time by myself. And I have to tell you, I went outside and set on on the on the steps outside until they came home like i didn't want to go back in but you you said something that was very yeah. interesting that yeah there is there is that uh you know when people see that these kind of stories are real i can identify with that a little bit um and what that means because we do live in an age right now where where the overwhelming majority of information that we are getting from sources that we trust are saying that basically everything can be explained and that there are no mysteries and that um, uh, the science is settled. Like you're not even allowed to question certain things, right? That the science is settled. When in fact, I think that right. naturally we are curious and when we come across something that we can't explain, uh, we become somewhat fascinated, even if that which we can't explain is evil, we become somewhat fascinated with it. And fascinated may not be the right word, but what I mean is, is that it gets our attention, it grabs our attention, and it also opens up the doors to other possibilities for us to explore. Because I think that we find we, we, we get excited to explore things that we don't know. And God forbid that we ever get to a boring place thinking that we know everything. 
because I, I really think that there's so much we that we don't know and and God is so great and God wants to be explored. He wants to be chased, I believe. And in that curiosity, evil or the existence of evil can open up the door to so many people because I, for instance, Sometimes when I'm absolutely brain dead, my wife will talk me into watching like um, the housewives of of Beverly Hills or something. So I I can remember laying down and watching one of those episodes with her where you have a group of women who are highly educated, very wealthy and extremely respected, respected for a reality show, you know, that that's debatable, right? But they are, uh, they're, they're definitely not religious. They're definitely not Christians. They're definitely not sharing about Jesus. They, they even promote themselves as being either atheist or agnostic. But they will drop, drop some serious money to have a feng shui person come in and, and set up their house for them. And then tell them about the moving of the spirits. They will pay big bucks to have somebody to come in and 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 use like crystals and special rocks to be able to help their chi or their spirit. They will bring in special mediators, spiritual mediators that will come into these wealthy homes with these wealthy people, highly respected, scientific thinking individuals, and they will completely submit themselves to a um, voodoo type of situation to mediate the spirits before moving into a new home. I kid you not. And I'm like, these are the same people that reject the teachings of, of the Bible because they say it doesn't seem to be real. Um, that, <laughs> yeah. that I believe you've touched on something. I'm not, I don't like horror films at all. I never watched them. You named a couple. I've never seen them. <laughs> I've never even heard of them. Um, I, I'm just, I'm not, I not into that genre at all, but you touched on something that I feel does resonate. And that is, there is something about that kind of supernatural phenomenon that does open up the door because if there is evil, that is supernatural, if there is evil that you can't control, if there is evil that you cannot sign, because you can't buy insurance to protect yourself from it, right? You can't build a fence or create an alarm system in your right. home to protect yourself from these spirits. Maybe, maybe that could open the door for you to understand that there are evil spirits. And maybe there's a guy that right. can protect Absolutely. you from those evil spirits. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I do apologize if I was cutting out. Um, um, did you hear me enough? Uh, is it okay, uh, what I said earlier as well? Yes, You don't have to redo yes. anything on that? No, no, no. We got, we got most of what you said. Okay. Um, if there's anything that I need you to back okay. up, you can back up. Uh, just not the best. Uh, you're getting you're coming in loud and clear, um, but there are times where it's just a little bit broken, but nothing to worry about. Okay, okay, good, good. I know the service here is not um, it's not as good in this area here and, and I'm in, in uh, Denver right now. So, um, in this, uh, suburb, it's, it's kind of rough, but yeah, you, you already summarized what I said too. And, and, uh, I, I appreciate that. And yeah, that's exactly it. You know, it's, it's, uh, a reality. There's these mysteries and, and I especially appreciate, I commented, I don't know if you remember or not, I know you have a lot of comments on your stuff, but, but some of the posts and, and different things on your book, 
world happening in China. You know, these super, supernatural things happening that are happening in, in, in the, like with the natural disasters and the fire coming out of the sky and these phenomena happening get explained away, you know, so easily, but there really is these mysteries out there. There's really, there really is these things happening in the world, these people having these encounters. And I think that's fascinating. And so it's, it's a pleasure to, to talk about these things and, and to, to make this kind of content for the channel. And, um, that can really resonate with people. If, if somebody you know, wants on a to, deeper level. if somebody wants to watch, if they want to log on, they want to see your vlog, they want to see your channel, they want to see the, the, the content that you are putting together. How do they find you? Yeah. So, um, I can, I can send a link as well if, if that's helpful, but, um, it, simply it's my first and last name, Matthew Gonzalez, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S. And uh, I made a, a video that's my most watched video. If you type in divine romance, um, and of course for your Christian audience, which most people I'm assuming are, um, they'll probably know that that has a song as well from Phil Wickham. But if you type in divine romance, Matthew Gonzalez on YouTube, my video will pop up. It'll take you right to the channel. Um, and also there's a, a short film review I did on there called Most. Uh, if you've seen that film, um, it's a, it's about 30 minute film and a lot of it, that's pretty fairly popular in some circles in Christendom because it's a very, it's like a modern day parable, that short film. It's a very heartbreaking story, but I made a, a, a review on that film as well. So that's also up there, but yeah, Matthew Gonzalez is my channel. Uh, people can YouTube that, you know, go to YouTube and type in the search engine there and I should pop up there. Awesome. So I would highly encourage you, go to Matthew Gonzalez, look him up on YouTube, look for his channel, Matthew Gonzalez. Uh, there he is putting together content. Um, and, and there I'm. Sh I, you will also, I think, be able to find what we've just been talking about a little bit with this, you know, kind of his horror film reviews. And uh, reviews may not be the right name, right? Is, are you calling it like reviews or are you calling it something else, Matthew? Yeah, it could be a review. I, I'm not sure yet what it's going to be titled uh, oh, okay. until I publish it. That's kind of a creative endeavor in itself. But um, yeah, a video essay of sorts. It, I'm going to I'm going to use a review of the film Paranormal Activity, which some people might be familiar with, um, to draw that illustration and to talk more at length about what we're talking about here with the supernatural and how that can open the door to uh, to find God eventually. You know. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matthew, for joining us again. The YouTube channel is Matthew Gonzalez. Matthew Gonzalez, you can put that in and you can find the videos that he is putting up on his channel and the content that he's putting together, I believe, for edifying the body of Christ. Brother, it was such a pleasure getting to know you, hearing about the project that you're working on. I pray that God bless it. And uh, if you got anything else that you want to share, just call us up. We would love to have you back on the podcast to share about it. Yeah, thank you so much again, Eugene. I really appreciate all you're doing. Um, you're such an encouragement to me. And, and uh, again, it was a pleasure, and, and I'm very humbled to be here talking to you. Appreciate it, brother. God bless. God bless you. And thank you for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. God bless you. <laughs>